1: It's October 21st, 2022, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver.
0: And I'm Chris Kottnor.
1: Our top stories from international outlets this morning. The Guardian is reporting that Liz Truss has resigned as the UK's Prime Minister and will step down after a week-long emergency contest to find her successor, she announced outside Downing Street. It follows a turbulent 45 days in office, during which Truss's mini-budget crashed the markets. She lost two key ministers and shredded the confidence of almost all her own MPs. Truss said she had entered office with, quote, a vision for a low-tax, high-growth economy that would take advantage of the freedoms of Brexit. She went on, I recognize that given the situation, I cannot deliver the mandate on which I was elected by the Conservative Party. I have therefore spoken to His Majesty the King to notify him that I'm resigning as leader of the Conservative Party. A new leader will be chosen over the course of the next week, said Graham Brady, the chair of the 1922 Committee of Backbench Tory MPs suggesting the party membership could have a role in the election. Now that the trust era has ended, let us turn to the future of 10 Downing Street. Right now it's unclear who will make up the full candidate field, but likely contenders include former Prime Minister Boris Johnson and Rishi Sunak, former Chancellor of the Exchequer. While the next Prime Minister could call a general election, it's unlikely, as the conservatives would be wiped out.
0: The Cave Independent writes that Iran sent a relatively small number of Revolutionary Guard Corps members to Russia-occupied Crimea to help Moscow launch Shahid-136 kamikaze drones at Ukraine's critical infrastructure and civilians, National Security Council spokesman John Kirby said yesterday. According to declassified U.S. intelligence reports, the Russians faced problems with the Iranian drones immediately after receiving them in August, the Washington Post reported. The information we have is that the Iranians have put trainers and tech support in Crimea, but it's the Russians who are doing the piloting, Kirby said. The European Union approved sanctions against Iran for selling its munitions to Russia yesterday. The U.S. has also warned about implementing sanctions against all involved in supplying Russia with Iranian-made kamikaze drones.
1: Dawn, Pakistan's newspaper of record, is reporting that the Election Commission of Pakistan disqualified former Prime Minister Imran Khan from being elected or chosen as a member of parliament or of a provincial assembly for five years for misdeclaration in the Toshikana reference earlier today. The Toshikana is a department under the administrative control of the cabinet division and stores precious gifts given to rulers, parliamentarians, bureaucrats, and officials by heads of other governments and states and foreign dignitaries. The reference was filed in August against Imran by the coalition government for not sharing details of Tashikana gifts and proceeds from their alleged sale. In a written reply submitted to the Election Commission on September 8th, Imran had admitted to selling at least four presents he had received during his tenure as prime minister.
0: Elsewhere, according to a report from the Asahi Shimbun, Prime Minister Fumio Kishida is set to sign a new joint security declaration With his Australian counterpart during his visit there to enhance their respective countries' defence cooperation. As part of the declaration, the two countries pledged to cooperate regarding a peaceful solution of issues surrounding North Korea, such as the country's nuclear weapons and missiles, and the Japanese who have been abducted. They also declared their cooperation in combating terrorism, among other issues. With the new declaration, Japan hopes to strengthen a partnership between it and Australia, both of which uphold principles such as the rule of law, freedom of navigation, and free trade. Japan and Australia had already struck a joint declaration on security cooperation in 2007.
1: From Kenya's The Nation, at least 150 people have been killed in two days of fighting in the latest ethnic clashes triggered by land disputes in Sudan's southern Blue Nile state, a medic has said. The fighting is some of the worst in recent months, and crowds yesterday took to the streets of the Blue Nile state capital, Damazin, in protest, chanting slogans condemning a conflict that has left hundreds dead this year. Clashes in Sudan's troubled Blue Nile broke out last week after reported arguments over land between members of the Hausa people and rival groups. The UN mission in Sudan said it was alarmed by the resurgence of conflict in Blue Nile, a region awash with guns bordering South Sudan and Ethiopia that is still struggling to rebuild after decades of civil war.
0: Deutsche Welle is reporting that coca leaf cultivation in Colombia the world's largest producer of cocaine, rose last year to its highest levels in 20 years with around 204,000 hectares planted in 2021, the United Nations Office on Drugs and Crime said on Thursday. Coca acts as cocaine's based ingredient. There had been an increase of 43% in the area planted with coca from 143,000 hectares in 2020 to 204,000 hectares in 2021, the U.N. Office on Drugs and Crime said in a statement. The uptake of coca cultivation saw an increase in cocaine production from 1,010 tons in 2020 to 1,400 tons in the following year. This was the highest level since two decades of monitoring, the UNODCS reported.
1: According to Politico Europe, a concession from Germany allowed EU leaders meeting in Brussels yesterday to make tentative progress on measures to tackle the energy crisis, as countries gave the European Commission the green light to work on proposals for a temporary price cap. Berlin, which has been one of the strongest opponents of a price cap, finally bowed to pressure deep into leaders' talks and gave its backing to briefly control gas costs until a new pricing system is devised. Leaders kicked further conversation to an energy minister's meeting next week, and German Chancellor Olaf Scholz even said an emergency EU leaders' summit may be needed next month, effectively giving Germany and others a veto over the final proposal if needed.
0: In lighter news, the UPI reports that researchers at the University of California, Berkeley unveiled a robot that they said can fold clothes faster than any previous automaton the team from the school's auto lab said the robot aptly named speed folding can fold 30 to 40 randomly positioned garments per hour compared to only 3 to 6 folds per hour for previous clothes folding robots the robot uses a neural network called bimanual manipulation network to interpret input from machine vision And manipulates the clothing using a pair of industrial robot arms. The researchers detailed the robot's creation and capabilities in a paper submitted for presentation at the International Conference on Intelligent Robots and Systems 2022 next week in Kyoto, Japan.
1: That's all the news we have for you this week. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at the DSRnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. This weekend, I'll speak with James Elder, chief spokesperson of UNICEF, about the ongoing drought in Somalia. If you aren't a member, go to the DSRnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources, and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.